This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, this is Jan and you are listening to episode number 64 of the Langpreneur podcast. Today, guys, is Christmas. Not sure when you are listening to this episode, but yeah, today as I'm recording this episode, it's uh, it's Christmas, actually. Uh, 25th of December, I'm recording this in the early morning, just before I head over back to the Netherlands to visit my family. Um, yeah, so Merry Christmas to all of you, wherever you are. I hope that you're safe. And... Um, but we're not going to talk too much about Christmas today because this is the Langpreneur podcast. We talk about languages and business, right? So um, if you have gone through our Langpreneur business breakthrough course, you know the power of having a personal brand. You know that you know that if we have a strong personal brand, you know, that's the number one thing that enables us to compete against the big brands. Now, we have also people in our space who start with a personal brand and then they turn it into something, you know, that looks more like a a bit more cooperative, you know, that looks like a real business. And that's exactly what Jenny did. Um, She used to have a YouTube channel called Learn German with Jenny, but last year she rebranded everything. And uh, yeah, now she runs a brand called Lingoni. And Lingoni is not only available for German, but also for French. She built a platform as I said, she rebranded the whole thing and she also hired a team. Um, beginning of last year, she was doing everything by herself, basically. And now she has a team. She has 10 people on the payroll. And then she also works with about 10 freelancers on a regular basis. So lots of changes for Jenny. And uh, yeah, in this interview today, we're really going to talk about you know how she went about rebranding her brand, um, building a team, building that platform. Um, she also... You know, started duplicating what you had for French. So we're also very curious to see how that has been going for her so far. And uh, yeah, those are some of the things that we're going to talk about in today's episode. I hope you're going to enjoy. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jenny. Hey Jenny, welcome to the Langpreneur podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hi, thanks for the invitation. So my name is Jenny and um, I created a YouTube channel back in 2015 called Learn German with Jenny. And um, yeah, everything started, yeah, basically five years ago. And um, in those five years, a lot of things happened. And uh, I basically started uploading YouTube videos for my German learners because I was teaching German on Skype. Uh, And I just wanted to give them a way to review the material and to give give them some homework. And then, so that's why I decided to create videos for my students. And I started uploading those videos on YouTube and um, I realized that not only my students were were starting to watch them, but also other people from all over the world. And so when I realized that uh, I was getting a lot of subscribers that I didn't know, I just started producing a lot of videos and uploading them on YouTube. And um, yeah, everything started from there. And um, it's uh, pretty exciting, everything that has happened since then. And uh, I think pretty fast I reached 1,000 subscribers and once I had reached 1,000 subscribers I thought okay this might be a journey that I have to really uh, take seriously and um, yeah. yeah that's when it started. So what were you doing at the time you said you were teaching on German was you were teaching German on Skype was that a full-time job? Or? Uh, I was I was a full-time translator so I was translating mm. a lot of contracts and um, 
all kinds of documents, um, even technical documents. And then I was also teaching on Skype. I was teaching German and English on Skype, actually. And uh, yeah, that was basically my full-time job, teaching and translating. Yeah. So how serious were you about creating YouTube videos at the beginning? Were you like uploading one video per week? Um, and what was the goal? Did you know that it was possible to eventually turn it into a business? Or I think at the beginning, I had no idea. Um, I think uh, I realized maybe six months later that, um, that this could be something serious. Um, but at the beginning, you don't make any money. It's, it's maybe you earn like maybe, I don't know, five euros a month. Uh, so you can't really li live from it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just I just saw that the views were really increasing. The subscribers were growing. And because um, you have a YouTube analytics that you can check and then you can see uh, how your channel is doing. And it was just getting better and better and better. And that was what really motivated me. And then how many videos did I upload? I think at the beginning it was maybe just once or twice a week because I wasn't really familiar with all the procedures yet and the and the technical requirements. I didn't even have a microphone back then. I just had my cell phone. Yeah. So I recorded everything with my cell phone and the audio wasn't that good yet back then. And then eventually I bought um, a microphone and um, a real camera. And I think at that point I was probably uploading three to four times a week. So it was... Yeah, I, I started producing a lot of content when I realized that this was going in the right direction. Yeah. So what um, was the idea at the time to just create enough videos so that you could generate uh, revenue from AdSense? Or were you thinking about using it as a tool to attract more students? Um, I think it was, I, my goal was to, to, um, yeah, to generate revenue with, with AdSense. That was actually my goal. Um, and that's why I was creating so much content because the more content you produce, uh, the better um, it is for the algorithm, for the Google algorithm. Um, of course, it has to be high quality content as well. So you can't just um, you can't just go by quantity. You also have to deliver a certain quality for the algorithm to recognize that you know you're producing good content. So yeah, my initial goal was just to um, to earn money with with Google AdSense. That was my initial goal, and it yeah. worked because the the revenue kept increasing every month. So. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to, you know, for the AdSense revenue to replace the income that you were making with the translation and, and teaching job? I think it took about two years. Yeah. Only two years. And yeah, two years. And then I was, I was, um, I had a lot of students. I think it was probably 20 or 30 students, but I realized with YouTube that I didn't have enough time for my students anymore. And so I was, um, yeah, that was the point in time when I started having fewer students and I, um, I um, started uh, because I was registered on a platform called Verbal Planet. And so um, I started decreasing my hours and um, I was less available for my students. And so, yeah, that's what I started. I also asked some other, I asked some other uh, colleagues of mine who were teachers as well, if they could take some of my students because I didn't have that much time anymore for them. Yeah. So yeah, I think after two years um, I was translating less and I was teaching uh, less as well. Yeah. So this was also the stage where you started making money with AdSense, right? Um, yes. Do you also consider like sponsorship or selling your own courses? Uh, I didn't think about my own my own courses back then, except for my Skype classes. So I always had a link beneath um, or in the video descriptions where people could. Um, that actually, I got a lot of students from YouTube as well. Um, a lot of students they went to that platform where I was registered to book Skype lessons with me. So that was also really useful. Um, and. Um, what was the question actually i forgot your question <laughs> yeah the question was if you also if you also did promotions or sponsorships i mean oh yeah sponsorships. Or, yes 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I did a few. I, I did one with italki and I did another one with Lingoda, which is a language school. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I didn't do much. Well, actually, um, I was um, I'm working together with a couple of authors who, who wrote German learning books for German learners. And so I was um, helping them sell those books and they um, paid. I, I actually still do that for some for some authors. So you can still find the link of some books uh, in the video video descriptions. So I, in the videos, I was talking about the books that they wrote. Mm-hmm. And so then um, the the people that were watching me, they could buy the books. And I was recommending the books. I was helping the authors. And in return, they were paying um, a commission. Yeah. So. Okay. And when did you decide to launch your first course? That was in... I think I started planning this in 2000 at the end of 2017 mm-hmm. and um, because I didn't want to be dependent on YouTube forever because you never know um, maybe in five years people won't watch YouTube anymore you never know because everything is happening so fast and um, all of a sudden there's a new app and everyone is using that new app like TikTok for example yeah and then from one day to the next um, yeah you, you you could be out of business because people don't use that platform anymore where you where all of your content is yeah and so i was thinking i need my own product um so that um i can be independent of youtube i i mean youtube is still a really important platform for me i think the most important platform still yeah but i don't know what's going to happen in the future so i want my own product so that i can can be independent and that's i started thinking about this in 2017 mm-hmm. and i started i had a concept in my head but it so i thought i think a good product would be to create an app and that, but I, I'm not a, I'm not a software developer. So I needed someone, I needed to find a software developer who can help me uh, program the app. And so I started looking for a developer and um, I found one in January, 2018. And I explained the concept to him. I explained my idea to him. And then, yeah, basically I, I just trusted him and um, I trusted him to create a program for me. And I had no idea if it was going to be a success or not if I was spending a lot of money for nothing, but I just, yeah. I took the risk and um, it took, I think around four or five to six months to develop the app. It's yeah. a web application. It's not a mobile application. Okay. And then we launched, I launched in July, 2018. I was still alone. I didn't have a team back then. I think I had one or two freelancers who were helping me, but basically I was alone back then. And I launched in July, 2018. And from the very first month, it was, it was really successful. People started, uh, signing up and um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I didn't. I mean, I was hoping for this to happen, but I didn't know if it was going to happen. Well, but it's really, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. How how big was your channel at the time? Do do you remember that? Like when you launched it? Um, what you, I should I should know that. I, I think it was either two hundred or three hundred thousand. Yeah. I think it was maybe let's say 250,000 more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you launch it just on your YouTube channel or that you have a mailing list? Mm, no, I didn't use mailing lists at the time. I just announced it on the YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, yeah, my, vi- my videos were getting maybe between 5,000 and 10,000 views depending on the video. Yeah. So yeah, that, I just announced it on the YouTube channel and um, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did it go? People could sign up for a free trial or you just sold them as soon as they yeah no i didn't have on. trials at the beginning because um the, the to create the app it was so much work and i had i had to create so much content for the app i was <laughs> basically for six in 2018 for six months i was filming so many videos for the app and creating so much content 
And the people knew me. I had a certain reputation. So I thought it's not necessary to have a trial because there's so much free content on my YouTube yeah. channel that I thought, no, it's not necessary. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are still a lot of people who ask for a free tr trial, but I always tell them, look, there's so much you can find for free on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. That should be enough. You don't, you know, mm -hmm. think a free trial is not really necessary. So yeah, I, I never had a free tri trial. It was always paid subscriptions from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. How did you fund the app? Like, did you invest all the money yourself or? How yeah, did it was, it was my savings. I just took all the money I had and I <laughs> <laughs> poured it into the app. That's it. Yeah. No investor and just, just my own money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend all the Langpreneurs to develop a web application or yeah. What, what, what's your experience with the, uh, with the application so far? Oh, if I would recommend others to do this. Yeah. Who have some, you know, maybe some, who can afford it mm -hmm. well that would, would be competition for us so maybe i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, i mean maybe we share some to... of the, the benefits or the advantages and the disadvantages yeah. of... um so the advantages is it's i mean for me it was just very fun creating my own product because i wanted something that i was convinced works i wanted to find a way that's fun not only effective and it's just yeah it has been a great experience creating my own product um, and uh, the advantage is also uh, you can guide the students in a certain direction mm -hmm. and um, and uh, you can provide them with the material that they that they that they actually need and I there you know through the YouTube comments and everything you can always find out what they want and what they need mm -hmm. um, that's also a really big advantage when you have such a big audience yeah. you, you just know what they want yeah. and so based on the those comments, I was able to develop a product that they, uh, that they, that would be useful, useful for them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So the big advantage is creating your own product and, and, um, that's based on the needs of, of the people that, you know, the people that follow you, the disadvantages, um, let's see, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> and also I, I wouldn't have been able to do that by myself for very long. I was able to do it by myself for maybe two, three months, but I realized very quickly that uh, it's impossible to, to, to do it by yourself. And I'm, I wasn't, I'm not really a marketing specialist or I'm not really, yeah, I'm, I'm not really into graphic design or motion design. I'm not really a designer either. So I definitely needed a lot of help and creating the content as well. I wasn't able to do that all by myself anymore. So I needed a team. And the first one who joined the team was my sister. Mm -hmm. One of the first ones, first or second one. And um, I, I wouldn't have been able to do anything um, on my own without her because she was, she, um, yeah, she made a lot of really important contributions and uh, it worked really well from the very beginning. We were a bit skeptical, skeptical at the beginning because we're sisters. And so, you know, yeah. between siblings, it's always, a, a, sometimes it could be difficult to work together, but it's been working for us really well at the beginnings, uh, right from the beginning. So yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. So you need a big team and a team costs money. <laughs> so um, you can't just, keep all the money um you know you need to you have a uh, costs for staff and for yep. freelancers and for content creation and the software developer is not cheap either so you, you have a lot of costs and you need to be able to manage um finances really well yeah. and um, i had trouble at the beginning too because i didn't have any experience so i didn't know how much do i have to save for taxes how much do i have to save for for social security for my employees so this is something i had to really learn how to manage that yeah. that was also a bit difficult in the beginning and i also needed uh, a person to take care of that at some point so yeah it was um you just need to really be good at finding a good team 
yeah. and you need to find the right um, skills in the people. And that's also tricky. That's also, I mean, maybe it's not a disadvantage. It's just, it's just a challenge. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of things happened in the last two years, right? Before 2018, it was just a YouTube channel with some AdSense, I, I suppose. Yes, yes. And then you decided to rebrand the whole thing because, you, I mean, the name of the channel was German with Jenny, right? Or mm -hmm. Learn German with yes. Jenny. And in 2018, when you launched the platform, you rebranded everything. Yes, that's true. Is that also when you hired a team? And why? I mean, you said that it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. For what kind of tasks did you hire the team? For finances, as you mentioned. But how, mm -hmm. how big is the team today? It's quite a big team, right? We have, right now, we have nine employees and probably around 10 freelancers. Nine um, employees and 10 freelancers. Yes. But it's so, going to be bigger even next year. So that it's, it's crazy everything right now. <laughs> well, so what yeah. were some of the things that you needed help with after launching the platform or maybe even during developing mm -hmm. the platform? Well, I needed help with design because I remember my Instagram channel. Um, I was just uploading some pictures there. So I didn't really pay attention to corporate identity or anything like that. And so when my sister came on board, she really that was her main task to create the corporate identity and to create some designs, everything that you can see right now, all the visuals, that's, uh, that was her responsibility. So she really helped me with that. Yeah. And what else? Um, I needed other content creators. So um, Nico, for example, he's on the channel quite frequently now. Um, I hired, well, he, he has been one of the freelancers since 2019, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I needed help with that content creation. Um, software de development and um, podcasters because we also offer podcasts in our app. So we, yeah. we needed, we needed the podcast to have a certain quality. So I didn't want myself to record them at home because I, w I don't really have a real studio. So I had some freelance podcasters as well who helped me. So yeah, that's how the team grew. And, um, and then we rebranded exactly because I saw that German was working so well and uh I'm a language enthusiast myself. I've been learning languages all my life and I speak five languages myself. And I thought it would be really cool to not just offer the app in, for German, but also for other languages. And so I chose French because French is my favorite language. And um, I thought it would be so cool to, to improve. I, th I would really like to improve my French as well using my app. That's what I thought back then. Yeah. And so I, uh, I took the next step and I started hiring people for the French team. So French native speakers who would be able to film videos. And, uh, and then we launched the French application in, when was it? At the end of 2019, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so we've been working on two language applications since then. And uh, we thought that we would need a name that is that people can easily remember. Because learn German with Jenny, that's not something you can multiply for mm -hmm. many languages. And we didn't really like the concept of, I don't know, learn German with Juan, learn German with Maria or whatever. So we wanted to have one name that we can just use for all the languages. And so, yeah, my sister and I, we did some brainstorming and we finally came up with a name that we were really, really happy with. And then we rebranded. And uh, I was a little scared because... People liked the Learn German with Jenny brand and, and yeah. everything that's behind it. So I was really scared how people would, would react. And of course, there were also a lot of negative reactions um, because people, a lot of people don't like change. They want things to stay the same. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes you just have to um, 
follow yes. your vision, right? Exactly, and and uh, yeah, exactly. And I I knew it would people it would take people some time to adjust, but yeah, now I think um, everything's going pretty well, and they have uh, they ex- they have, they have accepted the change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and. Tell us a little bit about because you said that in 2019 last year actually you uh, you launched uh, the French brand as well mm-hmm. the platform and at the same time do you also start creating content publishing content on YouTube on a separate channel or yes, how do you yes. feel okay yeah so actually we didn't we first we started creating the French content and then I think six months later that's when we launched the French application because you oh, okay. couldn't launch an application without having any content that would have been impossible. Hmm. So we, we started creating the French content and I wasn't in the videos anymore because I'm not a French native speaker. So I yeah. hired some French native people to help me with that. And it was a totally different experience because when I film a, a video, I can, um, I know how, to, how it works. I know um, the lights that I have to use and the camera and the audio. And, you know, I've been doing that for years. So for me, it's, it's, it's um it's really easy but then when you have to teach someone else to do that that's a huge challenge challenge especially when you're not sitting next to them because the first french content creator she was in barcelona and so we had to um find a way to teach her how to film the videos how to use the the right background and the right camera and yeah it was it's tricky in the beginning to um to find to, to teach her how to film the video so that they would um, meet our, our quality standards. That was, that was really hard in the beginning, but I think we managed pretty well. And I also went to Barcelona and we filmed some videos together. So yeah, eventually it, it worked, but it's, it's always harder to, to teach others to do it than to do it yourself. It's, um, yeah, yeah, much harder. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you build Learn German with, with Jenny. I mean, that was the original name, right? The YouTube channel, you build that yourself and you got traction from the beginning. You grew very quickly. Um, how has your experience been with the French channel so far? Because it's hard to start from scratch, like mm-hmm. right building a YouTube channel from zero to a thousand. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Is it growing as quickly as you thought, or are you patient enough? And tell mm-hmm. us. it's it's more or less growing uh, the way the German one is growing. Yes. Really? Um, of course, we always have to um, watch out that the quality is is more or less the same, or is Mm. um yeah so that's that was that was always the hard part because you don't have as much control i didn't have as much control as i did for the german channel so it has been growing um very similarly um and uh we're getting a lot of positive feedback as well and a lot of people have already um they have gotten to know the french team and they um we're getting a lot of positive feedback about the french content creators as well so everything's going pretty well so far and um it's it's not as big as the german one yet of course yeah um it's still it's still growing and it's going to take a while because you can't expect a channel to grow from zero to five hundred thousand in a day so yeah and we're still using our german revenue to finance the french um application so we we cannot cover our costs yet um but it's we're yeah 2000 no, no wait 2020 was much much better in terms of revenue for the French team than yeah. 2019. So we're, yeah, we're growing in that aspect as well. We just, yeah, you just need a lot of patience and you just need, yeah, you need to yeah, manage you your just, finances. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you just need a few years to, to build a YouTube channel up to exactly. a stage where it becomes profitable, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then good. with yeah, yeah. sorry. I just wanted to say it's good that you had the cash flow in the German business so that yeah, you can yeah. just finance friends and in the long term both become profitable and then. Exactly. I don't know, you can add Dutch, who knows? Yes, who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's I'm I'm thankful that we are able to finance it using the German revenue because yeah, there haven't been any investors so far. We have been doing all of this on our own. So um, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's definitely hard because I could also just say, oh, why French? I can just take uh, the money that I'm earning from German and have a nice life. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ambitious and I want the challenge. <laughs> cool, reinvesting. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any tips on how to find good team members? Because you say yeah, people in Barcelona they're all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. Do you use a platform for that, or do you look in your own community? Um, well, I actually, to be honest, I hired a lot of my friends <laughs> mm. because, um, yeah, some, a lot of my friends are also involved in languages and, um, they have different qualities and skills and, um, yeah, it has been, yeah, that has been working well, really well. And, um, I, I also use some platforms. There are a lot of job platforms where you can find freelancers and I use some of those like Upwork, for example. Yeah. And then there's, uh, what's the other one called? Fiverr, I think. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of platforms where you can find freelancers. And there's also, we've also started using a traditional job platform. So not for freelancers, but for um, for employees. But those are always a little expensive. So the, the freelancer platforms are much cheaper to find to find mm -hmm. staff. Yeah. And like yeah. the 10 people that are on your team, are they all on the payroll? Like you have a contract with them or do they just send you an invoice every month? Uh, nine of them are on a payroll and nine then the others are freelancers. Okay. Yeah. And why did you decide to put them on a payroll and not just work on a freelance basis? Is it, you, you want, did you want to give the stability or? Yeah, it's, it's a different that? kind of commitment. So mm. they are, they're involved much more in, in, in the company and it's, um, it's just a different, it's, it's a different feeling when they, when they, when they're hired and, uh, I just feel like they're, they're more committed. Um, and I, I can, they can be more responsible and, and I can give them more responsibilities and freelancers, they, they do their thing, they deliver it. And then that's it. Um, there's no, yeah, it, it, there's the, the, the involvement is much, it's, it's much different. It's, it's very, it's very different. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I also feel like I can, uh, um, they can take over some work that a freelancer wouldn't be able to take over just because of the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys do you guys meet every now and then or is it is it a virtual team? I mean, is everybody yeah, in different well, locations? And yeah, it's always yeah. There's one in Indonesia. We have one in in Nice in the south of France or two in the south of France, Barcelona, Vancouver. Um, where are the others? Um, Berlin, uh, Munich, where my sister is based. So everyone's in a different place. Well, there's a couple in Cologne where I live, um, but not very many. So basically, we all know each other just virtually. Yeah. Um, especially, well, this year it was even more difficult. Um, sometimes we meet in person. So sometimes I go to the south of France or to Paris or to Barcelona, but it hasn't happened that much, especially this year. So this hmm. year, everything is digital. Yeah. And how is it to have so many responsibilities? Because only two years ago, you know, it was just you running the channel, having lots mm -hmm. of freedom, I suppose. Yeah. And now you have all this responsibility, right? You need to manage the people. You need to take care yeah. of the cash flow. You need to make sure that all the bills are being paid. You need to keep the customers happy. Exactly. Um, yeah. The platform up to date, remove the bucks, all that kind of stuff. How, yeah. how does that, how does that feel? Does it feel good or overwhelming sometimes as well? Um, it is overwhelming sometimes uh, because I don't know, because there's so much to do. I don't know where to start sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's always like, 10 different things that you have to solve. Um, you just have to, um, 
choose your priorities sometimes and you can't do everything. And that's also why I have the team that I have and why I'm thankful for the team that I have because everyone has their specialty and I know that I can trust them with what yeah. they do. So that really takes the pressure off. That's, that's a really good thing, but yeah, it's, it's different uh, because I'm not really a born, I wouldn't say I'm a born manager. I'm, I like to be nice to everyone. And when you have employees, sometimes you can't always be nice. Let's just say it this way. I mean, you can always be fair and friendly, but sometimes you have to say, look, this was not the quality that we expected. It has to be done differently. Yeah. And I'm, I was not born with that quality. I, I, I really don't like doing that, but you just have to learn it because um, this is our product and we want the quality to be, we want a certain quality. And so, um, yeah, you just have to learn to, to also not be nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And how, how was it to learn that? Was it easy to learn that? Or did it just go automatically? <laughs> no, it wasn't easy to learn. No, um, it's something that, that yeah, you, you just learn it over time, um, and you you learn it by by doing it, I guess. So yeah, uh, I guess also just yeah. by having the pressure, right? You I mean you have all these students, and you want to look good in front of your students. You want exactly. to make sure that they get the best, and if then they start complaining. Exactly. You, then, then, then automatically you're, you're going to complain to your clients. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're always in between. You have, uh, you know, your clients and your students there, and then you have your employees there, and you have to kind of make everyone happy. Yeah. Did you have a, so, what did you study originally at university or college? I studied um, economics, actually. Yeah. Ah, economics. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, or, yeah, it, it was a certain type of management. Um, but I never really liked it when I was back at university because um, we, I mean, it was a lot of theory, but I didn't know how this would look like and what this would look like in a real company. I never had any idea. So I thought the information that I got back at university wasn't very useful to me. That's why I went into languages because um, I didn't want to be a manager. So yeah. <laughs> now I now, am. <laughs> now you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the thing when we learn you know, everything we learn at school basically doesn't make much sense because we can't implement it yet, right? It's a bit like, yeah. you know, when you in language learning, when you start with the grammar, like at the beginning, it doesn't make any sense, right? All those grammar rules. It only exactly. makes sense after you actually have some experience with the language. I guess it's the same with with business building. Um, did you ever have any, any help or, or mentoring or people who showed you the path or are you just figuring out everything by yourself and learning as you go? Uh, just in terms of managing, you mean? Yeah, I mean business building. Um, well, me and my sister, we work very closely together. So, so that was, I guess, the mentoring that I had. Um, we just shared our experiences because she worked in agencies in Munich for a few mm. years. And so she got some, she has some professional experience as well. And we just combined our skills and our knowledge. And that's, yeah, that's all the mentoring that I had, basically. But then also all of the people in my team, they they've also been very supportive over the years and um just um they've been everyone's doing a great job and i'm really proud of everything that they have achieved so far together with us so that's also really important for yeah to to just feel good and when you see that your your employees and your freelancers are happy then that just that's just the the best reward that you can have um Mm -hmm. as someone who manages a company so that's i'm really thankful for that yeah yeah it's just really valuable to have a good team yeah so what's the goal for Lingoni? You want to expand to all the languages and more YouTube channels or more social, sorry, or more social media channels? Yeah, we definitely want to expand. Um, I, yeah, I can't really talk about 
I can't talk about it very specifically, but we do want to expand and yeah. uh, we have plans. And um, yeah, my goal is really to to offer a lot of languages because um, I also want to learn some languages like Russian and uh, I would love to look, use my own platform to learn Russian. So <laughs> let's see yeah. if that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think or what do you do when when you hear that all the platforms like TikTok, for example, you mentioned that briefly in the beginning, when those platforms take off, like you just stay focused on YouTube or are you, you know, do you sometimes experiment with Instagram Reels or TikTok mm -hmm. or those other platforms? So we haven't really talked about TikTok yet. I'm not sure if we'll, we'll ever be there. I'm not sure if we can benefit from it, yeah. but we definitely want to stay on the main platforms, YouTube and Instagram. Those are our, our most important platforms right now. And uh, we haven't really been focusing on Twitter at all. I, I think, I feel like that's just not our platform. <laughs> yeah. Has, I don't know, we're just not into Twitter, but I, yeah, we definitely want to keep our eyes open because we know that um, there will be new apps in the future and they will work differently and they will be just as important to, um, to, to, to have followers. Um, but you also, I think you shouldn't just try to be everywhere because it's not necessary. I think if you have a few really important platforms and you're successful on those platforms, then, then you're fine. You have, you don't have to be on 10 platforms because I think, yeah. um, that's not necessary, mm -hmm. but we're always keeping our eyes open because we know, um, how quickly things can change. Yeah. yeah. How do you convert your traffic? Do you do email marketing or you just convert them directly on the sales page? Uh, we do a, just a little bit of email marketing. Not maybe, I don't know, we send out news, newsletters maybe four times a year. So not that much. Yeah. We haven't been really focusing on that. We've been everything. Yeah. Most of our marketing is done on, on YouTube, just through the free content that we're creating as well as Facebook and Instagram. We're, um, we're doing ads right now. I mean, we've been doing ads for a year, I think oh, really? on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. We started doing that. My sister's in charge of that. Mm. And then uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. We really have to develop our marketing, but it's, yeah. it's going well, but um, there's a lot more that we can do. Yeah. So it's it basically bit, just, yeah, sorry. It has a bit benefit that you have is that you have a lot of organic traffic, right? And people like exactly. you so much to buy anyway. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a huge advantage. A, yeah. But we won't be able to, to grow just by using our organic traffic. We've, we've realized that. So we need to also start, we've also started spending money on advertising because yeah. uh, you can't just use your organic traffic. I mean, it's, it's really helpful and it creates a, a basis for everything, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, it won't help you grow into like a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, that's what that's what it well, if, if it's not yet, that's it definitely has the potential. There's many people in our space that are doing multiple millions per year, right? Especially if you have a big audience. So, yeah, yeah. Um, about paid traffic, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I've talked to many Langpreneurs here on the podcast, and you know, some of them had tried it, for some of them, it has been working, for some of them, it worked for a few months and then not anymore. What is your experience? What has been your experience so far with ads? Is it tricky to get it right or is it working well for, for you guys? Well, in the beginning, we were just randomly trying out things and we, we had no idea. Uh, we really didn't. And then we started um, taking some courses with someone who specialized in Facebook ads. Yeah. And she taught us a lot. And um, she, yeah, thanks to her, we, um, yeah, we, we know much more about Facebook ads now. And um, it's, uh, that, that, that has been really helpful. So I would always suggest getting help in that area because um, there are some people who are specialized in, in, in ads 
and they yeah. can just help you um, tremendously. And that's, that's what we did. So we still have a long way to go, but um, yeah, thanks to those courses, um, we really, we were able to also to, to see how helpful our ads are or how effective they are, because before we weren't able to see that, we just, yeah. we just launched some ads and we didn't know, okay, are we getting subscriptions now because of the ads or because of the yeah. new video that we published, you know, and now we have a better idea because now we can look at our, we're able to look at our analytics and we're able to understand them. And that's, that's been helpful. Yeah. You want to know how much you're getting back for every Euro that you put in, right? Exactly. Exactly. Measure, yeah. I want to be able to measure the ROIs, but okay. Yes. Well, any, any final lessons or, or thoughts that you want to share with our listeners, you know, think about all the mm -hmm. inspiring entrepreneurs or people who maybe already have an audience and, and who want to make it big. Mm hmm What are some of the most important things that you've learned over the last few years? Uh, I think the most important thing is that if you don't work hard, uh, you're not going to get big. <laughs> so hard work is, I think it's the key. And that has been the key since the very beginning, since 2015, when I started. Um, it, it's maybe 5% talent, but the rest is hard work. And if you're not ready to put in the hard work, then you can forget it. Yeah. yeah. So what do you mean by by working hard? Does it mean doing the difficult things or starting early, finishing late? Uh, yeah, in the yeah in the beginning for me it was really starting at 7 a.m. and finishing at 10 p.m. So I was working all the time. I didn't really have a life anymore, it, which wasn't healthy either. Which wasn't healthy, but that's what I had to do in the first two to three years. Um, that was necessary. So really, yeah, and also doing everything. So not only creating content, but being responsible for everything. That's um, that's working hard too. So you can't just say, okay, so I, I just published a video. I'm done now for the day. You also have to make sure that the video is successful, and uh, you're, you know, the that's the type of video that your audience wants to see. So you you have to analyze everything all the time, and that's yeah, that's hard work as well. I think. Mm -hmm. So it's analyzing keeping track of, of what's working, what's not working. Exactly. Anything else that's important for anyone who wants to make it? Of course, you need to have you know, the, mm -hmm. the passion, the energy. Mm -hmm. You also need to um, have an individual concept. So it doesn't make sense to copy anyone. That's never going to be successful. Um, you need to have your show your own personality and create a product that you believe in. Mm -hmm. And uh, copying anyone else is, is, is never going to work, in my opinion. And it's not going to be successful because... There's already, if you want to copy someone else's product, that product already exists on the market and is successful. So find your own way and uh, be creative and be unique. I think that's yeah. important. Cool. Well, if people want to learn more about you and about Lingoni, where can they go? They can go to Lingoni.com <laughs> or to our YouTube channels, Lingoni German or Lingoni French. Uh, yeah, that's where they can find all the information about us. Yeah, Jenny, we're going to check it out. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you so much. It was really fun. <laughs> Are you at a point where you feel you need some expert help? Then make sure to check out our Langpreneur coaching programs at langpreneur.com forward slash coaching. For now, thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.